Russia's war in Ukraine is half a world away, but a group of Coloradans ended up on the war's doorstep this spring when they took part in military training exercises on Russia's western border. The amount of rockets allocated to everything going on in these exercises, there are more here on this island than the rest of Europe combined. The fact that the Colorado National Guard showed up with this kind of firepower to help deter any foreign power reassures U.S. allies who live with the memories of a repressive Soviet regime. But it was also nerve-wracking for the National Guard members and their families from across Colorado and the United States. With the, the conflict going on in Ukraine, like, like there is a heightened awareness that this is something that most people didn't think they would see. I'm Rachel Estabrook, and this is Colorado In-Depth, a podcast featuring special reporting from CPR News. On today's episode, CPR's Washington, D.C.-based reporter Caitlin Kim takes us to Estonia, where she embedded with troops who found themselves on the edge of history as a war rages in Europe. Caitlin, take it away. Most people know the National Guard as the weekend warrior, a state-based military force used by governors to help out in times of crisis. And members of the Colorado National Guard have been helping with testing people for COVID-19 in Weld County. Governor Polis gives the verbal go-ahead to mobilize the National Guard in the state's fight against ongoing wildfires. But the Colorado National Guard has another equally important mission. It serves as a reserve force for the U.S. military. We're a force multiplier. We help our citizens in Colorado when we're called upon. Blizzards, fires... Uh, tornadoes, uh, name it. But we also get to do the federal mission, which is coming here. Here is the small Baltic country of Estonia, population 1.3 million. This spring, just weeks after Russia invaded Ukraine, Colorado National Guard troops found themselves on the edge of the conflict. The Colorado Guard has been in conflict situations before. It sent units to Iraq and Afghanistan. But it's not something they expect when it comes to training or exercises like these that have been planned since last summer. And yet, that's the situation they found themselves in when they and other U.S. military units spent much of May training across Eastern Europe, including in Estonia. Tree line on west and southwest surrounding. Power lines to zero, zero meters running northeast to southwest. Colorado is one of six states whose Army or Air National Guard came here to train side by side with allies. They're long-standing exercises that actually started after Russia invaded Crimea in 2014. But as the day approached when they'd ship off to Estonia this spring, the way they saw the work they came here to do changed with Russia's attack on Ukraine. This radar station took a direct hit. Russia is picking off Ukraine's military facilities one after another, but Ukrainian troops are fighting back. The exercises are called Defender Europe and Swift Response. They'd put U.S. and partner military units in Poland and the Baltic nations of Latvia, Lithuania, and here in Estonia, sometimes just a few hundred miles from where the fighting was taking place. Would Russia take that as provocation? Would it react badly if U.S. and allied forces were conducting exercises in countries along its border after it had just invaded another country and gotten the wrath of most of the rest of the world? And would there be a possibility Guard members could get caught up if Russia decided to get aggressive towards its other neighbors? After getting out of two long-term wars, no one is eager to see U.S. forces involved in another war. 
This is Colorado In-Depth, a podcast with special reporting from CPR News. I'm Caitlin Kim. Colonel Chris McKee remembers a meeting he had with his troops just weeks before they planned to go to Eastern Europe. I remember in March, you know, the first, you know, drill where all of our soldiers came back in. McKee commands the 169th Field Artillery Brigade of the Colorado Army National Guard. You know, everybody very concerned about where we're going. And really the message was like, you think you're worried. What if you were, what if you were Estonian? What message would it send to our partners if we said, oh, you know, things in the world are tough right now, we're not coming. McKee lives in Greeley and originally joined the Guard to pay for school. He has stayed in the Colorado Army National Guard for over 30 years, in part because he loves the teamwork and the camaraderie. He's also deployed to Afghanistan as part of a NATO team, so he knows the importance of the military alliance and what it's like to be in a war. In March, he thought he could reassure people on edge about coming to Eastern Europe during the war in Ukraine, so he held a town hall to address any worries his people had. As they're standing there in a formation, I'm like, okay, everybody fall out, everybody get comfortable, stand around, and literally got up on some steps and said, yeah, what are your concerns? Get three or four hands. What about this? What about this? What if they invade? I'm like, okay. He answered the questions. He explained how NATO works, what it means for the U.S. and other members like Estonia. I really need my soldier to understand and perform. But literally explaining, you know, it's, it's an attack on one is a big deal. That is different than attacking a single sovereign state that that doesn't have any mutual aid agreements. That single sovereign state without mutual aid? That's Ukraine. It's not part of NATO. It doesn't have that same security agreement that Estonia and other NATO allies have with one another. So McKee talked with his troops about Article 5, which essentially means an attack on one is an attack on all. It's an ironclad agreement that protects the U.S. and all NATO members. And McKee told his troops they had a part to play in keeping it strong. But it wasn't just Guard members who expressed concerns in those early days. Lieutenant Colonel Paul Canning is an A-10 pilot with the 175th Operations Group of the Maryland Air National Guard. And he's been on nine combat deployments. Canning says his wife hadn't been too concerned about those. But going for this exercise? Literally, she's like, I'm more nervous for you going TDY to the Baltics on this trip than I were any of times in the Middle East in Asia or wherever. I think I think there is just this, there's this, obviously with, with the, the conflict going on in Ukraine, like, like there is a heightened awareness that this is something that most people didn't think they would see. Americans may not have ever thought a war was possible again in Europe, but countries in the East, the countries that border Russia, have a well-honed dread of Russia. From the annexation of Crimea to the political, economic, and yes, sometimes military pressure continues to exert on Eastern European countries that aren't part of any Western alliance. That apprehension, that sense of foreboding, is the backdrop as the Colorado National Guard is here in the spring of 2022. The exercises the Guard are participating in could be one key thing preventing or preparing Estonia for what some in this country would say is their worst fear. Walking around Tallinn, Estonia's capital this spring, you could see signs of support for Ukraine everywhere. The Estonian and Ukrainian flags hung side by side in a prominent place in Freedom Square. People hung signs condemning Russia's attack all along a barricade outside the Russian embassy. For many Estonians, Russia's attack on Ukraine is not just a reminder of the past. It's a reminder 
that this could be their future. Here in Estonia or in other Baltic countries, we weren't really surprised or shocked because we knew it. In a, in a very fundamental way, we know that this is something that might happen. That's Karen Jagodin, director of the Museum of Occupations and Freedom. The museum encourages people to understand what it calls the fragility of freedom. That theme resonates in these times. She says occupation and freedom are two sides of the same coin. You can't talk about occupations without freedom because occupations is the lack of freedom. And you can't talk about freedom if you don't talk about what it means to not have freedom. Jagodin was nine when Estonia regained its independence from the Soviet Union in 1991. She says her childhood was the Soviet Union. She remembers the long lines at shops and empty shelves and quotas for basics like bread, flour, milk. It was normal back then, and not just in Estonia. It's definitely something that connects me with uh, all of the fo former Soviet Republic countries' generation because we share something that was so uh, similar to all of us. With the war in Ukraine, she says museum visitors, especially older ones, talk about how the younger generation of Estonians have taken freedom for granted, leaving the Soviet Union to the dustbin of history. And now, these older Estonians also tell her they think they might have made a mistake in not talking more about the past. When I brought up my kids who were born in free Estonia, I thought that they will never have to see uh, history the way we have seen it. And now I understand that I have actually kept away something from them that is crucial for them to understand what is going on right now in the world. In other words, the past hasn't stayed in the past. This is why Estonians have been staunch supporters of Ukraine and why even civilians here are working to support the Ukrainian cause. In one corner of the museum, a woman with short gray hair and a black shawl wrapped around her neck is taking pieces of green, brown and black cloth and making little cuts along the sides. Two other women are tying these scraps onto an old fishing net in random shapes, trying to mimic mother nature. Straight lines are uh, easier to detect from the, from the air. Okay. So it has to look as, uh, as natural. That's Anna Rikopol. She's part of a volunteer team making DIY camouflage nets for the Ukrainian army. The Russian border is just a three and a half hour drive east of Tallinn. So Kopol says when Russia invaded Ukraine, it scared her. This is not only about Estonia and it's not only about Ukraine. It's about the security of uh, whole Europe. It's about uh, the security of, uh, of the world, I would say. It's the larger geopolitics that has brought her to this corner, tying pieces of cloth to a net. A victory for Ukraine is not just a victory for freedom. It possibly stops Russia from trying this again somewhere else. Though she knows Estonia is in a better position than Ukraine, thanks to military exercises like the one I came here to see with the Colorado National Guard, like the other Baltic countries, after Estonia's independence from the Soviet Union, it quickly looked west to NATO and the European Union, becoming members of both in 2004. So Kopol knows if Russia invades here, those alliances will be tested. If NATO doesn't defend an ally, ally, then that means NATO is not, not existing anymore. And I think as the most, uh, uh, like the strongest uh, defense alliance in the world, I think NATO will do everything to win. 
That's good for Kopol and her fellow Estonians, but it also explains why Guard members and their families could have had some trepidations about doing these long-standing military exercises at this exact moment. Inside a conference room at a local Estonian military headquarters, McKee, the colonel from Greeley, says whatever concerns his Colorado National Guard troops had in early March dissipated before they arrived. Everybody's embraced coming here. Like, the, that trepidation is gone. In fact, 24-year-old Maxwell Batanian from Denver says he's excited, and his parents weren't worried at all. He's one of those weekend warriors. His day job is in civil engineering. I've always wanted to come to the Baltics region, so... Do you think the first time you come here with the Guard? Uh, I did not. My, I had plans to come here before COVID, and uh, this is not part of the plan for a first-time trip, but I'm glad I'm here now. I get why he's glad. It's the spring. The sun is out early and doesn't set until well after 10. He and the others have gotten to see some tour sites on their downtime. Even McKee, an avid fisherman, squeezed in a couple of hours to throw out a line. And I guess this is where I should tell you. I actually lived in Estonia when I worked at the State Department. Flat woodlands, lakes and bogs dot the countryside. It's a pretty serene place, but the Guard members are here for some serious work. This is not my first military exercise rodeo. I went to a few when I worked for the State Department. I remember going to one in the winter, and it involved wearing Kevlar over my long, puffy winter coat and a helmet over my wool hat. I looked like a combat-ready Stay puff Marshmallow Man. So I had no complaints this spring, standing along the northern coast of Sarama, Estonia's largest island, under a cloudless sky with a nice breeze. And neither did anyone else. Good hey, good morning. How are you? Good to see you. Yes, so... Uh... Is it similar to Colorado? <laughs> <laughs> That's Brigadier General Riho Utegi, commander of the Estonian Defense League. Think of it like Estonia's National Guard. And Brigadier General Laura Clellan, the head of the Colorado National Guard. Using binoculars, they spot some eagles perched on the rocks among the seagulls lazily floating on the Baltic Sea. What they're really doing, though, is waiting. Waiting for the exercise to begin. One where they think through how Estonia, the U.S. and NATO allies, would defend Sarama if an unnamed adversary invaded. The answer? Well, in this scenario, shoot a lot of rockets. The HIMAR launchers look kind of like small, lean dump trucks. But when the truck bed tilts up, instead of things falling out, rockets shoot up. McKee is excited. The amount of rockets allocated to everything going on in these exercises, there are more here on this island than the rest, the rest of Europe combined. <laughs> so this exercise wins in rockets. The Army National Guard led dozens of these rocket shooting exercises during this trip. While the flashes and bangs may dazzle the military crowd, what's really being tested is what you can't see, how well U.S. and Estonian teams and systems work together. Major Joe Bryant explains a Colorado National Guard soldier is embedded with Estonian command located about 200 miles away. You know, the rockets are going to fly, we know that. But what was most important today was it originated in the Estonian command, they came to our headquarters and came to launcher. Bryant is from Monument, Colorado, and he's been with the 169 for about 16 months. For him, it's not about the shooting. He knows they do that well. The important thing is our our NATO partners have asked us to do a specific thing, and them learning is our key task. So our success is based off of their success. 
Also critical to their success is communication. That's something Colorado Guardsman Ryan King knows well. He took part in the same exercises when he was part of the active duty army a couple of years ago. In fact, he spent a year here in the Baltics, most of it in Lithuania. I think the biggest piece, the most important part of these exercises is working with our with these friendly nations and getting to learn how to communicate better with them and perform operations together with them. The, that big that big piece there is the most important because it's if you try to go into that without any prior experience or, or information to go on, then it'd be quite a mess. Communication and success improves through these exercises and through longstanding partnerships. The Guard has a program called, blandly enough, the State Partnership Program. Colorado's partners are Jordan and Slovenia, which doesn't really help here. But Colorado is here with troops from other U.S. states. Maryland is partners with Estonia. And, well, I'll let McKee tell you the rest. So we have a unit, two cannon units in in. Uh, Michigan and Pennsylvania that are both uh, state partnership pr partners with Latvia and Lithuania. So they have existing r training relationships with those two countries. Lieutenant Colonel Ashkan Anga, who's from Boulder and is with the Colorado Guard, has worked on this program. He explains that unlike active duty units, which rotate out every few years, Guard members often stay in units for a really long time. So the same people will come back to a partner country or see partner allies when they come to the States for training. Anka says they become like family. We know a lot of them. They know, they know us. We're very comfortable with each other. We know, we know their capabilities. They know us. And, and so when we're called upon, we can actually go execute and jump right into the mission uh, without having to break the barriers. Anga hasn't done much work in the Baltics, but even in the short amount of time he's been here, he feels like the Guard members and the Estonian military have not just worked on interoperability, but have also built friendships. That's good because these type of exercises prepare both militaries for any action, and they also send messages of reassurance. Maryland's Canning says one exercise they've been doing here is Agile Combat Employment, or ACE operations. Where we take a group of uh, airplanes and some personnel and we pick them up and we move them to a spot and we operate for a duration and then we close it up, pick it up, move it again. Believe it or not, that last part, the picking up and moving and getting back to work over and over and over again, is reassuring to NATO allies in this part of the world. Because being able to respond quickly, say in three weeks versus three months, could make a big difference. The other message is deterrence. I think it, it helps to reassure the state partners, but the fact that we show whomever might be watching that we can do this, uh, probably better than anybody else, I think acts as a natural deterrent uh, for whoever might be, uh, be interested. Whoever is the country that many are reluctant to mention by name here, Russia. Look, no one wants to poke the Russian bear, but people in this part of the world are eager for reassurance. Estonian Defense League's General Utegi explains. It also um, gives some understanding for population and people that, that we are really protected and uh, our allies are coming and uh, support us if we have any kind of situation. Utegi thinks Ukraine has done a solid job in defending against Russian attacks, but they don't have the resources to counterattack and take back occupied areas. That's something he thinks would be similar if Estonia were ever invaded. 
what uh, we hope that uh, NATO forces and our allies will do. We can protect our country, but uh, we have to release it after that. And uh, it's a situation where we, have, uh, we need help. Hence the rockets, the practice moving U.S. and allied military around quickly, and even an exercise U.S. Marines did with Estonians a few days earlier. And it's not just the security of an ally or geopolitics at play. Colorado's McKee says these exercises are also important for America's national security. Our national defense strategy for the country, you know, is the national military strategy, the defense strategy is is overlappingly built on integration of allies as an extension of our, you know, national power. The, the development and the relationships that we build with partners is, is paramount to national defense. As another person explained it, the U.S. has friends and allies, while countries like Russia or China have clients. Back at the Museum of Occupations and Freedom, Karen Yagodin has seen how both sides work or don't. She says friendships alleviate a lot of local anxiety. If we would be completely on our own, uh, I think it would be horrifying. Yes, it would be terrifying. So, so of course, it definitely brings some security, uh, some kind of knowledge that we are not on our own. As for McKee, exercises like this boil down to one thing. We have partners. We're trying to become better partners. He says he and the Colorado National Guard learn as much from their partners as the partners learn from them. NATO allies hope all these preparations pay off, that it does reassure allies that they have their back, that they do deter any potential adversary, and that everyone avoids another war. CPR's Washington, D.C.-based reporter Caitlin Kim. The U.S. and NATO announced at the end of June a major ramp-up of attempts to deter Russia. That includes putting more troops in the Baltic region on rotational deployments, and two more countries on the Baltic Sea, Finland and Sweden, will join the NATO alliance. The goal as the war in Ukraine drags on is, again, more deterrence than provocation. This episode of Colorado In-Depth is edited by me, Rachel Estabrook, sound design and scoring by Pedro Limbrano. Thanks also to Megan Verlee, Hart Van Denberg, and Kevin Dale. Never miss unique investigative, enterprise, and long-form work from CPR by following Colorado In-Depth in your podcast app. This is CPR News. CPR News.